When people speak about Christ coming to earth the first time, they usually talk about how He came. But the great emphasis of Scripture is on why He came. Today, we examine the purpose statements found throughout the Gospel records. Each of them help us to understand more about Jesus. Join Scott Pauley now as we open the Bible and gain a fresh glimpse of the Lord. People love to talk today about unity. Let's all get together. Let's all get along. And by the way, there is a biblical unity. Oh, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Uh, in the book of Acts, you see them in one mind and one accord, but don't miss this. It is not unity at any cost. No, friend, it is always unity around the truth. What we have in common is Christ. Uh, what we agree on is the Word, and the, the thing that binds us together, the only unity we have is the truth as it is in the Lord Jesus Christ. We've come today in our study of why Jesus came to a fascinating statement that Jesus made in Matthew 10. It's strong, and frankly, it's a little hard, uh, but it is needed in our day today. Listen to Matthew chapter 10 and verse number 34. Jesus said, Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. You know, Jesus is always trying to change the way we think, isn't he? He doesn't begin with think on this. He begins with think not. And so several times he would say, think not. Don't, don't think this way. You're thinking the wrong way. No, instead, here's how you need to think. And in this particular verse, he says, I have not come to send peace on the earth. Wait a minute. I thought it was peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Oh, it is. It is. There's peace in the gospel. You have to understand the context around uh, what, he's, what he's saying here. Let's back up just a couple of verses he says in verse 32, Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. You see, people want peace without Christ. They want that warm, fuzzy feeling. They want to feel good. But they don't want to confess Christ as their personal Savior uh, they, they want to all get together, but they don't want Christ. And Jesus said, I didn't come just to make you feel better, to give you more empty religion. I, that's not why I've come. Yes, he does give peace, but it is peace connected to the gospel, peace connected to truth. He says in verse 34, I came not to send peace, but a sword. What does a sword do? A sword divides. Everybody loves to talk about Jesus coming to bring peace. But what of this? Jesus came to bring a sword. Jesus came, yes, to unite his people, but also to divide those that are his people from those who are not. In fact, in the previous two verses, there's a great division. There's a division between those who readily confess Christ and those who deny him, those uh, who accept him and those who reject him. May I say to you that truth divides? As surely as it unites all that believe it, it divides. Christ divides. He divides light from darkness. He divides sinners and saints. He divides right from wrong. He divides heaven and hell. He divides uh, eternity and earthly things. Oh, yes, Christ brings a great division. He brings a sword. In fact, in the next verse, he begins to explain and apply a little bit 
He says, For I am come to set a man at variance against his father, and the daughter against her mother, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. Boy, that doesn't sound very nice, does it? He came to start a war at home? I thought the whole of Scripture was about bringing relationships closer together, turning people towards one another and loving one another. It is. Well, is there a great contradiction here? No, my friend. What he's saying is, in the same household, there'll be some who believe and some who don't. And Christ will be the great divider. I'm thinking now of that great scripture in the Old Testament, choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Uh, Within the household, each individual will decide uh, to accept or reject Jesus Christ. I believe in household salvation. I mean by that that the Lord can touch a whole household and they all come to faith in Christ. Look at Cornelius' house. Look, look at Lydia's house. Look at the Philippian jailer's house. But friend, the only way there's household salvation is each individual within the household must come to Christ for themselves. And very often, there'll be some family relation that rejects Christ. And it brings a division. It brings something not only between them and God, but between them and another member of the family. And the Lord Jesus is saying here, that's going to happen. You, you can't stop that from happening He says in verse 37, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and followeth not after me and followeth after me is not worthy of me. He that findeth his life shall lose it, and he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Do you see the cross here? Do you see the sword here? The cross is the sword. Christ said, I'm bringing a cross into the relationships. I'm bringing a sword into the relationships, and it will either drive you to Christ or it will drive you further away. It brings the great division between those who know God and those who do not. Spurgeon said, we love our dear ones on earth, but we love Christ more than all of them put together. That's really what he's talking about here. In another place, he says you're to hate father and mother and kindred And uh, some people have taken that literally, uh, the idea that they're supposed to hate people. No, no, he's saying you're supposed to love Christ so supremely that every other relationship uh, is totally submitted to that, totally secondary to that, Uh, that Christ is all, that Christ is the preeminent one. And uh, look, if others will love Christ with you, praise God, that will bring unity. But if they reject Christ and if they hate your Christ, then that's going to bring a division. Uh, Connect this passage in Matthew 10 with something said when Jesus was born in Luke chapter 2. Do you remember they brought the baby Jesus into the temple and Simeon comes to bless the child? What did he say? Luke 2 verse 34, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. And then he says to Mary, Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also. It was prophetic of the sorrow and grief his mother Mary would endure watching him die at that cross. And then it says this, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. You see, from the beginning, Christ came as a sword. A sword pierces, a sword divides, it lays open. He says, this sword, this Christ is going to reveal the thoughts of many hearts. It's going to reveal whether people are true followers of Jesus or not. In recent days, We've seen some falling away. We've seen some people that we thought, these people really know God, and suddenly they can't be found. I believe that there is a great pruning and purging going on, and perhaps even now 
of the sword has come to reveal that some are not true followers of Christ. My friend, are you? Are you? Jesus Christ is, is the living Word of God. He was the Word made flesh. The Bible is the written Word of God. And isn't it interesting both of them are referred to as a sword? In Hebrews, the Bible says of the Scripture that it is the sword of the Spirit. It pierces even to the dividing asunder of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Same wording is used in Luke 2 for Christ, the sword revealing the thoughts of many hearts. Oh, yes, my friend, Jesus is the great divider. That is why he came. You're either with him or you're against him. You're either for him or you're against him. Which side are you on today? I'll tell you one thing. I'm glad I'm on Jesus' side. I'm glad I've crossed the great divide And if you have not, I want to challenge you today to repent of your sin and to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, to confess him today as your personal Savior. Because in the end, there's going to be a great dividing, heaven and hell. And what will be the great dividing, whether you knew Christ or not? That is why Jesus came. If you do not know Christ in a personal way, you can come to know Him today. Call on Him now in faith and ask Him to be your Savior. We would love to hear from you about your decision for Christ and help to answer any questions you have. You can communicate with us and find other helpful resources for studying the Bible at enjoyingthejourney.org. Remember that as surely as Jesus came the first time, He is coming again. Until next time, may God help you to enjoy the journey with Jesus.